Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 49 of Jeff Reads' Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we are reading chapter 2 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to write into the show, uh, you can go ahead and head over to jeffreadsbook.com, and right there, there's three ways to contact me, and we'll go over them at the end. Uh, while you're there, I always forget to say this for some reason, why not buy a copy of one of these two prequels to this book? Uh, both are pretty terrible books, but they are available as an ebook or in paper form, and that's pretty freaking rad, don't you think? Yes, uh, you too could write a book and make it terrible and have it published so you can pretend you're an author. Ooh! Yeah, so uh, we have no feedback this week that I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure we don't. I'm not even going to check. I, I I don't even think uh, my lovely wife, Laura, actually listened to last week's episode yet. I didn't mention... Well, I mentioned I made it, but she hasn't, like, said anything. Does Does the iPhone, like, podcast app not, not like, uh, update if you haven't done anything with it in a while? I don't know. Eh, she hasn't said anything. I'm not sure if Glenn knows this thing's running either. Doesn't matter. Who cares? You know what I mean? This is good times. Good times. So, so no feedback from today. In fairness, though, the questions last week, little bit weak. So, I, I can see why maybe nobody would write in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, today, um, I did want to give a little update on how I'm doing editing this book, right? So Homecoming, not available for purchase yet. And I am proud to say that I haven't done any editing since last week. <laughs> so there's been literally zero advancement on that front. I've done nothing. It's uh, it's not good. I really do need, I don't mind reading the book and like editing it. It's, it's an amusing book. It makes me giggle. But uh, I don't know. I just haven't done it. Yeah. So I mean, I got like five weeks to, I think I'm on like chapter seven in editing, so I think, I think I got some time, but I would much rather have this book available for sale quicker, so it, this sucks reading it off the computer. I, ugh, I, so I got like the uh, podcast sound app on one side of my piece of shit laptop, and then on the other side of the screen is the like text file I'm reading. It's not fun. It just kind of sucks, so I really got to get off my ass and uh, edit this book. Because I know everybody's dying to buy a copy, right? Am I right? Oh, so I was doing um, I was doing taxes this week, and uh, one of the things you have to do is like if you sell something through Amazon, they give you some sort of you know U.S. tax form that says, "Hey, we paid you this much money." And I got one last year. Uh, for unrelated items, but it doesn't matter. It was more work stuff, but okay. I said I knew I sold some books. I was given money, so I went on to Amazon, and I, for the life of me, I couldn't find that goddamn form until I finally found, like, where it said, oh, you know, get your tax forms here, and I clicked it, and it said none available, and there was, like, a, a warning saying if you've made under $10, which is the federal threshold, they won't give you a form, and I made $9.11 off my books last year. <laughs> Not bad, $9.11, pretty good, right? Right, we 
we're that much closer to paying for this $40 microphone. Oh, so exciting. Although I have to keep tacking. Like, I bought two copies of Offworlder. That costs like six bucks. So that means I only made like $3 in profit, I guess. Eh, what are you going to do? Eh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're going to get that new book out. But in the meantime, we're going to read it off my computer screen. And today, we are reading chapter two. So I haven't been able to say like how many pages it is because... I, I mean, it, it's not on paper. What are you going to do? So, instead, uh, I'll just say it is 111 lines of text. How about that? Uh, I don't know if that helps. Probably doesn't. So, <laughs> I don't know what that equates to in pages, though, so deal with it. <laughs> um, so, in this exciting chapter, I think I mentioned that I like chapters 1 and 2. I was incorrect. I think it's chapter three, maybe, that I like. I think I like three. So chapter two, we're going to see how this goes. Uh, One of my favorite things to do in these books, they're on a road trip. Ooh. (laughs) Remember, they, uh, Margo and Henry got into a carriage uh, after doing something in their house, which I theorized was probably sexy time. You know what I mean? But I'm not sure. There was some discussion. Maybe they were packing. Maybe they had dinner first. Maybe they were just fighting. I didn't think of that. They could have just been yelling at each other. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. It seems more likely with my terrible writing that it was implied sex. So what are you going to do? So they got in a carriage. Now we're in that carriage with them. Super exciting. So I kind of flipped through the chapter a little bit. Flipped. Scrolled through the chapter a little bit. And uh, it looks like maybe this is going to be some background information for this book and its totally weak plotline. But uh, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. It might be really useless. And, you know, it probably is bad. Let's be honest. It's not going to be good. So we're just going to have to see how this goes. All right. I I think we're going to have a moderately normally sized episode, maybe like 30 minutes or something like that. But um, totally going to be worth it. So, uh, I guess that takes care of all, like, the introductory stuff. So, uh, without any further ado, let's dive in to Chapter 2. So, for today's chapter, as we read, I am going to be sipping on a nice glass of Bullet Frontier Whiskey. uh, The bourbon. Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey. I think that's what it says on the bottle. And uh, I'm actually having it on the rocks. I really thought about just using a whiskey stone today, but eh, I don't know. I, I, I think I needed a little watered down. Uh, we went to a little party last night, Laura and I. Uh, it was a work party for Laura. So uh, what do I want to say? It was just late. Just a late night. Work party. I mean, you know, a work mandated party kind of thing. And I didn't have that much to drink. I did have ice cream, though. That was pretty awesome. Uh, And, you know, the dinner was okay. Probably the first time I had, like, roasted potatoes in a buffet line that's actually good. You know what I mean? Usually they're kind of, like, wet. These ones were roasted. Like, they were a little crispy on the outside. Good work, whoever did that catering. And uh, we had asparagus with garlic in it. I like that. Laura hates it. So, (laughs) yeah. So I did a little extra on the asparagus but we weren't there that long we only each had like two drinks um but it was at like a car museum which is pretty awesome so i got to see some rad ass cars but uh, anyway this was all just trying to ramble on about uh 
I don't know. I woke up with a little bit of a headache today, which is, again, weird because, you know, two beers. So it must have just been late or I'm a little sick still, maybe. Still have a cough, but I think this might be a new one. I'm not sure. I think last week I did mention I was sick. So is this the same sick? I don't know. It's hard to tell. You know what? Let's pause and cough. All right. Now it's easier to talk. Okay. So uh, why don't I, how did you like going out of the intro? And it rhymed. Very exciting. I really did want to point that out. So yeah, I was pretty proud of that. Okay. Let's have a sip and start reading, shall we? Mm. I feel like these uh, road trip chapters that I write are some of my worst. But I do a lot of them, which doesn't make any sense. But they're really bad. All right. Margot rubbed her eyes as she woke up on the soft bench seats within the carriage. They had stopped after hours of travel somewhere presumably halfway to Oliath. Oliath, Oliath, whatever. Laying on her side, she turned to look up at Henry, whose lap her head... What? Uh, okay, let's read this again. Laying on her side, she turned to look up at Henry, on whose lap her head rested. That's awkward. <laughs> All right, Margot's sleeping on Henry. Get it? Okay. He was still asleep with his head resting against the plush upholstered wall upholstered, uh, I feel like that's not spelled right, but I guess it is, of the carriage. All right. She pushed her face against his stomach, smelling him and feeling his warmth, all right, before finally rising to a sitting position. All right. That seemed a little weird. Looking out the window, she could see a drizzling dawn slowly progressing. I don't like progressing there. <laughs> the carriage was stopped in front of some sort of busy government office. Reaching into nowhere, she withdrew a rain cloak and quietly put it on, pulling the hood over her head. She thought the hood was often a little much, but Henry liked it. She smiled, remember his saying it made her look mysterious and dangerous. The appearance of being dangerous often helped anyway. Margot opened the door and jumped down from the carriage. In the drizzle, nobody took notice of her as she closed the now muddied door behind her. This is really hard to read on a screen. Ugh, I hate this. Okay. Look, I kind of almost have to use my fingers, but this laptop's got a touch screen, so that's going to fuck with everything. Looking up at the government office, she saw she was in Deliton. Ooh, another town we've been to. A town she hadn't visited since their early ad earlier adventure with Aaron and Stephen. No, King Stephen, she corrected herself quietly, smirking. <laughs> During their last visit, Janie had been hiding in this town, but Margot knew she no longer lived here. Okay, that's useless information, it sounds like. <laughs> Looking up and down the busy road, though, she doubted she could find the odd house where she once lived anyway. Carts and carriages rumbled down the thoroughfare, apparently preparing for a day of commerce. 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 <laughs> what the hell? Sorry, sorry. Sandhill was far more out of the way, and she rarely saw such traffic. 
she did see a steady stream of customers entering and get a scroll 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 should i do page down let's do page down and leaving a small cafe a few doors down from where they parked and she set out to get henry and herself breakfast the bustling crowds of pedestrians gave her a wide berth as she walked must be the cloak she thought waving her arms underneath it a little boy looked up at her as she walked almost skipped towards the cafe she smiled at him but the father yanked the boy closer as they passed stay away from the witch he quietly scolded margot's mood turned cold nearly instantly upon entering the cafe she pulled her hood back and walked towards the line a few customers in front of her were looking back at her nervously and she tried her best to smile and disarm any ill feelings when she finally got to the counter she asked a woman for two hot teas and some scones to go laura is going out of her mind right now <laughs> that is like her ideal breakfast the woman stared at her as if waiting for something um margo said thank you i need your cups the woman said irritably what am i going to pour your tea into your pockets wow what a bitch that's not good customer service i never really thought well i mean i thought of this when i wrote the book i'm gonna have some bourbon here one sec but like in the uh medieval kind of scenario if you're getting like a drink to go i guess you do kind of need a mug don't you right you have to bring something in like a travel mug i wonder how like maybe they would have like standard sizes like this you know this is a medium this is a large otherwise what are you weighing the amount of tea you pour them or you can't be doing that that hold up the line i'm gonna have another drink of bourbon because this is stupid all right mm. so margo's effectively at a starbucks huh oh sorry margo apologized she opened her cloak and reached her right hand into apparent nothingness half of it disappearing when she pulled it back she held two large clay mugs with lid little lids it was the clay necessary i mean aren't they just mugs the staff behind the counter stared in amazement but the woman helping her just grabbed them away still scowling and walked away to fill them away 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 jesus she decided it was best to ignore anyone else who might be staring as she waited she noticed two soldiers just part of a regional guard she guessed chatting at a table listening carefully she could hear no they've been told to hold position not to advance the other asked i heard they've been ordered to stand down the first replied i also heard though that the northern low lords have a terrible new weapon really so they're scared margot strained to listen more but the tea and two pastries wrapped in paper returned she threw coins on the counter picked up her mugs in one hand pastries in the other and left drinking break even though i've taken a few like seconds ago mm. Mm. i really do like bullet bourbon very good very good i feel like it's a little trendy maybe not as bad as like a maker's mark which i feel is extra trendy i don't know it's it's pretty i feel a little safer with it and, and you know it's a good quality product don't get me wrong i have this like fear of coming off as trendy i don't want to be like i don't want to appear trendy to anyone for whatever reason 
Doesn't really make sense. Whatever. All right, let's keep reading. I'm going to do a page down. Henry stirred and detached his face from the wall of the carriage. Ow, he groaned, rubbing his sore neck. Slowly looking around the interior of the carriage, he began remembering what was going on, though he was confused by both the lack of motion and Margot's absence. Sighing, he leaned forward and started sliding towards the door that abutted the sidewalk. <laughs> As he reached for the latch, though, he was thrown back into his seat. Damn it, he cursed, still stiff from sleeping in a sitting position for hours. He stood in the carriage, steadying himself against the falling back. Ugh. He stood in the carriage, steadying himself against falling back into the seat. God damn. And reached for the door latch. He'd need to yell to the driver to stop. As his fingers touched the handle, he was thrown forward, his head slamming into the forward wall of the carriage. Ah, damn it, he yelled, falling to his knees and rubbing the top of his head and further mussing his red hair. Oh, he's clumsy. When the carriage door opened, he was still kneeling on the floor of the carriage, eyes squeezed shut as he attempted to massage his skull. Move, Margot said as she climbed into the plush interior, dragging a good amount of mud along with her. When he failed to comply, on account of his still sharp head pain, she yelled, Move over! It's raining, damn it! Henry grudgingly lifted himself back onto the seat along the carriage's back wall. When he opened his eyes, Margot sat across from across the carriage from him on the opposite bench, clutching two steaming covered mugs and a bulky, greasy parcel. Ooh, what do they deep fry their scones there? Well, maybe it's a lot of butter. That's what I'm hoping. They almost left without me. Why didn't you stop them? She asked in an accusing tone. Ah, uh, Henry groaned. I was trying to. He shook his head to see if his senses were intact. Margot sat scowling at him silently for a few moments. He finally noticed she was wearing the black cloak he liked. Ooh, dangerous, he said. Shut up, she said, thrusting a cup of tea at him. I walked down to a cafe to get breakfast, she explained. Did they have croissants, he asked, taking the tea. Ha, because he had croissants and bringing balance. Ugh. Wow, that's a weak-ass callback right there. I said shut up, she said quickly. There were two soldiers there talking about something happening in the north. Henry stared at her blankly. That's where I'm from, she exclaimed. That's where I'm from, she exclaimed. How's that, better? I know, he replied calmly. Sighing, she continued. Two soldiers said the king's army had stopped advancing. He said it might be something terrible, like a weapon. Henry continued to stare at her blankly. Oh, for crying, she said, turning towards the window. All right, so you heard something, he said calmly, reaching out a hand. It doesn't mean anything at all. He paused. Why would there be an army? The northern lords, including my father, hadn't recognized Stephen as king yet. My laundry is done, and fighting was imminent, she said without looking at him. Okay, Henry said, shrugging. He failed to see how any of this affected him, even though Margot was clearly irritated. Ooh, here's a good, like, discussion question. He failed to see how any of this 
affect. So this says affected him. I think that's wrong. Shouldn't it be affected him or affected? I I'm not sure. I always say like with the a affected, it's like uh, if you can put influenced in there instead of affected, it works. I don't know. Uh, that should be a discussion question, right? What's the right affected? I'm not going to write that down. It's stupid. So, and I'll feel like a dumbass if somebody writes in. Uh, write in and tell me, but I, you know, who cares? Uh, looking back at him, she raised her hands. Don't you think that's why we've been summoned? She asked. Henry considered for a moment silently. Tapping his mouth, he replied, Maybe. Margot shook her head at him. What else could it be? She said, clearly exasperated. Henry smiled, enjoying seeing her so annoyed with him. I don't know. We're both pretty interesting. Maybe he wanted to have us to dinner. Margot's expression diffused now only appearing mildly irritated. Shut up, she said with a slight smile. And that ends chapter two. Well, that was a very dull chapter, don't you think? It was a road trip chapter where literally nothing happened. I guess there was some... Some of the information Margot overheard is sort of like background information for this plot, which is real weak, trust me. But, um, yeah, I mean, nothing. What? Oh, they woke up from a nap in a carriage? Whoop-de-doo! Good writing, huh? No cliffhanger either. Like, this is a good spot to just quit the book. <laughs> I don't know. You know, so I was trying to come up with discussion questions. And wow, it is hard on a chapter like this because nothing freaking happened, all right? I maybe have two. I I have one written down. I think I can work a second one in here. Ugh, I don't know. It's rough, you know what I mean? But um, anyway, what I was trying to say was that I noticed in this chapter every single location that is mentioned by name in Bringing Balance is also mentioned in this chapter. Yeah, that's right. Very exciting. So uh, they mention in in Bring Balance, Eliath. That's where the king stays, right? Or the king's seat, whatever, the capital. Um, Deliton, that's where Janie lives, and it's pointed out in this uh, chapter. And which is named after a key on my keyboard. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, delete, if you couldn't figure that one out. And then Sandhill, right? Yes. Because that's where they were coming from. And I actually had to search for that. And sure enough, uh, they do bring up Sandhill in their narration thoughts, whatever. It's not said. It's just in the chapter. So that's pretty exciting. I, I have every... Those are like some major callbacks, right? So I had to like look that shit up before I wrote this book. So there was some effort put into this chapter, which is shocking. Just shocking. I don't even... Uh, how did I even look this up? Ugh. I don't know. I must have went... Oh, you know what? I had paper copies of Bring Balance. So I probably went to the chapter with Janie and tried to look around to see what the name of the town was. And Elioth, I gotta be consistent, right? So I probably looked that up too. Wow, that was shocking, right? But boy, this chapter, really not much going on. I mean, we're it, I'm 23 minutes into the podcast here and... We're almost done. Uh, so, yeah, that was wicked fast. Do you like that? Some Massachusetts coming out. I think I think this would be like a two or three page chapter tops 
You know what I mean? So it's going to be a short episode. What are you going to do? It's going to get it even shorter, though, as we dive in to discussion questions, because I can't think of any from this fucking thing. Um, do, 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 do. All right. All right. First one, pretty simple. Okay. Uh, when you go to a first discussion question, Margo went to a coffee shop, got some scones. All right. When you go to like a coffee shop, what's your go-to snack? If you're going to get like food there, what are you getting? I know that if I'm like at a Starbucks, let's say I'm going scone. I like scones. I have gotten donuts there and they're good. But I mean, you, they obviously didn't deep fry them at Starbucks. You know what I mean? Here's a pro tip. They obviously didn't deep fry them at Dunkin' Donuts either. So fuck those guys trying to pretend they make donuts. Although I think they just call themselves Dunkin' mostly now. Ugh. Whatever. I mean, their coffee is shit unless you fill it with um, freaking cream and sugar. But uh, we're going to get to more of that discussion in a second. Um, but uh, there's like a coffee shop by my house called Mojo's, which is probably giving away too much about where my house is. But anyway, uh, Mojo's, uh, they have like a real nice selection of cookies. But they have these frosted cookies, and they're usually like seasonal. So, you know, if it's Easter, it's in the shape of a bunny, just like our Lord Jesus Christ was shaped like. And uh, if it's like Halloween, it's a pumpkin, just like all our dead relatives are shaped like, you know, that kind of thing. So those I freaking gobble up. I always get those. They're delicious. I mean, I don't all, when I go there, sometimes I go to just do work and I don't get food every time because I don't want to be a big fatty, but it's hard because there's some good damn cookies there. I'm trying to think. Like if I'm at like a uh, Tim Hortons, you know I'm getting a donut. That has to happen, right? Um, and that's more of a Canada trip thing. And I was just thinking, when I was thinking of these discussion questions, I was thinking I need to get to Canada soon because fucking Tim Hortons rules. You know what I mean? They have none in the greater Cleveland area. Which is weird because they're everywhere else around us. So if I drive east to like Erie, Pennsylvania, boom, Tim Hortons. If I drive south to like, uh, you know, um, probably just south of Akron. I don't think they have them in Akron either. Youngstown, fucking boom, Tim Hortons. Columbus, for sure, Tim Hortons. Oh my God. If I go uh, west to Toledo, Tim Hortons. Cleveland, none. None whatsoever. Freaking criminal. Yeah, and don't write in and say, oh, they changed their coffee flip. You know what? It's fucking fine. I have read that online that like, people don't like Tim Hortons now because they changed their coffee provider since they got bought. And Shut up. I've been to Canada. Everybody goes to fucking Tim Hortons. Relax. Ugh. Fucking snobs. All right. Okay. So I'll get donuts at like Tim Hortons. I won't get it at Dunkin'. I actually don't think they have very good donuts. I think their donuts kind of suck. I mean, it's still a donut. I'm going to eat four of them, no problem, but it's just not as good. So, yeah, I'm going to go Starbucks, always a scone. I like their scones. They're pretty solid. Um, if I'm going to the coffee place by my house, definitely a cookie, frosted cookie. Ooh, those are good. Yeah. Yeah, those are delicious. Tim Hortons, got to get donuts. Maybe Timbits, but, you know, yeah, maybe Timbits. I mean, they're just fucking donuts, right? I'm just saying maybe because I've never gotten them. I usually just get donuts. So, yeah. What are you going to do? All right. All right. Question two. Let's do a question two. Same thing. What's your, like, go-to order at a coffee shop for a drink? Right? 
I do drink coffee, so I would have gotten coffee at this place with my clay mug like Margot had. <laughs> and she had a lid for it, so is it a clay lid? How well does that fit together? I don't know. Maybe magic can make them fit together better. Yeah. That's my guess, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't usually get tea at these places. Occasionally I will. Uh, the lovely Laura, she does like tea. So if I'm with her a lot of the time, I will get tea. Like, especially at night. So she'll want to go, let's go get some tea at night. And, you know, I made that sound stupid. So sometimes when we're on, like, vacation, we want to go get tea. Because we have tea at night at home quite a bit. Quite a bit. Every night. Uh, so when we go on vacation, we try to get it. So I'll have tea with her on those nights. I have occasionally gotten decaf coffee, but uh, they never have decaf coffee, like, ready to go. So they have to make it for me. And it's a whole thing. I don't know. I do a lot of Starbucks on vacation. I, I can honestly say that. Just because I have gift cards galore for Starbucks. And, uh, you know, it's fine. You know what you're getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you going to do? Unless I'm in, like, Tim Hortons country, then Tim Hortons. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so what do you get for a drink? I, and what I was going to say about Dunkin' Donuts, well, if you go to Dunkin' Donuts, the only thing you can get is a, quote, regular coffee. And for all those people who don't live in New England, regular coffee is cream and sugar. I know, hey, Dad, it still means cream and sugar. Get it. I mean, get with the program here. <laughs> so he always bitched about that because he's not originally from Massachusetts. So every time he ordered a regular coffee, he'd be like, what the hell is this? Because he thought it was black. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, if you don't get sugar in your Dunkin' Donuts, it is swill. Their coffee stinks other than when it's got cream and sugar. And I mean a lot of sugar. It, it needs a lot. So I don't like their... And so, uh, but I will get it because I, I would get coupons for Dunkin' Donuts. And I remember one time going to work, I had a coupon for like 99 cents. I could get like a Dunkachino or a Dunkalatte or some garbage like that. So I got like a cherry Dunkachino or something. And, uh, you know, I headed off to work and, oh, it tasted like gasoline. I mean... There was no, I actually like things that taste like, uh, you know, cherry medicine. Like, uh, what am I thinking of? Not penicillin. Penicillin was good, but it was kind of creamy. More like a cough syrup. This was fucking literally like a petrochemical. Like, this came out of the ground and was refined by, you know, Chevron to be delicious. And it was horrendous it tasted so chemically i couldn't even drink it i had to just dump it out and then i didn't have coffee in the place i was driving to for work all we had was a keurig machine which uh here's a uh here's a hot take for all you keurig owners makes terrible coffee keurig sucks ass they make tiny little shit cups of coffee that taste like garbage and aren't hot enough Ugh, oh i hate keurigs Ugh. so then my whole day was practically ruined you know what i mean i should have just gone out and got more coffee i don't even know why i'm thinking of this this was like five years ago who gives a shit but yeah if you're going to dunkin donuts stick with the highly sugared coffee because everything else there stinks including the donuts to some degree although they are donuts so i mean eat the donuts they're great you know what i do like are just um uh duncan's uh munchkins oh and if you get like the uh I love getting the just glazed munchkins. 
Oh, they're so good. I mean, just so good. I do like the powdered ones, cinnamon or just, you know, sugar powdered. Those are good too. Well, now I just want donuts. This isn't going well. Jesus Christ. Um, as you can tell, I'm hungry. I haven't had lunch yet. and It's almost two. This is killing me. Laura, get home. My God. Anyway, I don't have a third discussion question. What else am I going to ask about? All right. How about this? Discussion question number three. Do you own a cloak? Yeah. Does anybody out there own a cloak? I, uh, I do not. Thank God. Um, but like, I remember when I was at, uh, my first job out of college, we were interviewing people and what we interviewed this guy. And as soon as I saw him, he was from my school and he was like, a, I could tell he was a few years younger than me. And when he came in, I remember telling the guys, we talked to him for like 10 minutes because he was interviewing with another group, but we just had to talk to him. And uh, after he left, I just turned to everybody in the room like, he wears a cloak. And they're like, what do you mean a cloak? And I said, a cloak, like a cloak. And they said, I, 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 you mean like a, like a medieval thing? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, it's a cloak, like no arms and, you know, big hood drapes over them. And they were like baffled. And I knew him from school because he would be, uh, what do I want to say? I was a little piece of shit in college. So I was not fans of people who did like uh, LARPing or, I don't know, any games. What a, I was a douchebag. I don't know. Uh, I was just a frat boy douchebag. I don't know why Laura hung out with me. I was a nerd, though. That might be a lot of it. I, I was still freaking nerdy as hell. My whole thing in life is to appear cool to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I fail at it, but I really am concerned about that. But this guy, I was like, I've seen him before. He wears a cloak. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they were like, that's nonsense. You're just making that up. And then I remember at the end of the day, the group he interviewed with, one of the guys came in and he's like, you had to see what he wore out of the building. And I'm like, was it a cloak? And he's like, yeah, it was a cloak. He wore it to an interview. Who the hell wears a cloak to an interview? Oh my God. <laughs> it was, I was just like out of my mind laughing. I was like, I told you he wore a cloak. And they, and again, the people I was around were like, what do you mean a cloak? They had to get like more information. It was so stupid. <sighs> that was a real long cloak story. Do you, have you ever worn a cloak? That's it. I don't know. I'm out of discussion questions. I'm tired. You know, just doing these discussion questions, I feel like a lot of this podcast is me going, I remember, and then going off on a not-so-interesting story. Is that the truth? Is that what happens on here? Why don't you write in and let me know? Go over to jeffreadsbook.com, and there's links there for you to reach me by email. You could reach me at jba at sdf.lonestar.org. Or you can reach me on Mastodon in the Fediverse at jba at mastodon.sdf.org. Or you can reach me on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. And actually, instead of editing my book this week, I was playing with an Atari computer. Oh yeah, look it up. They made them. And uh, I actually have been having conversations on Mastodon about... This stupid Atari computer. It's kind of a catastrophe. But uh, yeah, follow me on Mastodon. You can see a little more about it. I'm a huge nerd. You're going to be like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, I know Laura doesn't even like the stories I tell her about it. That's for sure. But uh, that's cool, you know, because 
I, if she did like these stories, I'd be concerned. Because <laughs> they're not interesting. Anyway, um, I guess that wraps up our podcast. Right into the show. Tell me which effect I should have used. Effect, affect, whatever. And until next time, keep on reading. Mm-hmm.